0: This episode brought to you by the Roster of Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterofmedia.com. Outstanding. Another episode of the Russell, everyone. Today values slash must draft players and rookies i'm your host c baby andrew spate and i have the law with me and ooze guys another episode another day another day closer to pickoff. how we feeling good good you know again we just draft
1: weekend draft weeks coming up you know just praying for this weekend that any guys that draft do not get injured or
0: cut Uh, or cut
1: (laughs) no David garage
0: that is a fantasy owner's prayer right there uh we're gonna jump right into our show but first like always please go like follow subscribe youtube channel instagram facebook twitter all the above apple podcast spotify wherever you listen to your podcast, check us out, check out the rest of roster media and follow us all season long. So we got a little bit of news and then we're getting to our values and rookies. So start us off with the news news. Yeah. Preseason started
1: off um, really well this week. Right. So, but came with some injuries. Can't avoid him. You know what I mean? Unless you, unless you can't avoid them. You just sit your starters, right? But the Jets did not. Uh Zach Wilson suffered a bone bruise. Um, he actually was going. I saw today. Um, I think he had a, a minor tear as well. Um, I think he was going for surgery. He's out for six to ten weeks. Uh he we'll see uh I think it's Joe Flacco, I believe, law. Well, that that's your backup, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I wish we had a worse one, so we could end up with a better pick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, that being said, Joe Flacco is the guy for, the, I'm guessing, the beginning of the season, right? Um, in the, uh, the Sean Watson drama, suspension, is he going on the whole year? Or is it Jacoby Percet? Supposedly, the Browns were looking to consider Jimmy G as a potential suitor. I don't think that's a good move, but hey, the Browns is a dumpster fire on on their own. Um, James White retired this week. Um, congrats to him in and out when he can. He had an injury that he just couldn't. Um the reason why it was he had an injury that he just couldn't get over and was still lingering till today. or well, till the till this um offseason. So he decided to hang it up after a great career. Um we'll never forget him in the 28 and three um super bowl where he went absolutely nuts so um James White go take care of yourself take care of your body you have a long life to live with a lot of money um Drake Lawton the, the the uh rookie injured his knee um during preseason um we'll see uh, what's the status on him and if he's starting the season as well
0: all right all right. that was our news. We're going to talk some values slash must draft players first. We each pick two, we'll take turns, uh, go first, ooze, then law will finish this up, and then we'll cycle through again. So when we talk about values/ must-draft players, we're talking about players who are in sweet spots in their drafts and they're able to return on value, or their return on value is very insane. Um, you know, they have the potential to break or just have put up high numbers. But for whatever reason, their ADP is not up to those high standards or up to that high ADP. Someone to think of last year is kind of like Tom Brady. He was drafted probably like QB 9 or 10, late rounds. Some people, you know, just picked him because he was there. And in most formats, he was either number one, two, or three. So... That's a perfect example of a value must draft player. So to start us off, I'm gonna go with AJ Dillon. So we had mentioned on the last show, check your you know formats, the where you're drafting for their ADPs, and most of our drafts are on ESPN, or most of our leagues on ESPN. So I've been doing some ESPN drafting. And I noticed that A.J. Dillon is going like 90th-something pick. And like we've mentioned on earlier shows, he's like a 24 top back, which means he's an RB2 on a team where Adams left. And generally speaking, when targets are off for grabs, you see some of those targets go to RBs. They get a little uptick in the targets, as well as you know the next up wide receiver to step into that role. Also, if Aaron Jones ever gets hurt, then you have the entire Green Bay backfield in Dylan's hands. So we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, high-powered offense. Yes, Adams is gone. You could see a lot more targets go, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dylan's way. But for a team that carried two RBs and they both finished, you know, top 24 last year. Why would you not take that, you know, value on AJ Dillon, especially if you went wide receiver or tight end early or you know, even zero RB um, to start your draft. You know, he's going later round, sixth round, seventh round, usually is ADP, but like I said, ESPN 90 is something picked. That's like the eighth round. So mm-hmm. I try to grab him where I can um, in these mock drafts. So if you're thin at wide y- or at running back, you know, AJ Dillon. Good good value, good return. Um, dare I even call it you know, extreme value here. So I'm going to kick it to Ooze, who I think is just going to stay in Green Bay here.
1: Yeah, I'm staying with the cheeseheads right now, right? Um, going with Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard right now, he is projected to be in the eighth round. Imagine being in the eighth round and being the number one target for Aaron Rodgers, right? Insane for me. Um, yes, you're missing, you know, Devontae Adams, he's gone to the, Ra- the Raiders, MVC, um, you have old Rannikovs there, but Alan Rizard is the guy, right? He, there's a, there's a lot of shares that was left from Devontae Adams. Like, look at the Devontae Adams stats from last year. You know, he had 169 targets, 123 receptions, 1500 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Where's that going to? Not going to Tanya. It's not going to. I don't feel like it's going to AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones. I think most of those shares are going to Alan Lazar. Six 6'5", quick. He's going to be the guy that, you know, he's been trying to break out for the last two years anyways. but he had a juggernaut of a wide receiver in front of him, right? So in the eighth round, being the number one target for Aaron Jones, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, sorry. I think this guy is going to be a great value he he's slowly creeping up but right now sleeper has him as in the mid eighth round i'll try snag him to six
0: i like it i like it He's someone i always try and grab um if i don't grab aj uh dylan i'll try and grab him too many eggs in one basket you know but if I get them both, I don't even care because one of them will pan out with the absence of Adams, obviously.
1: Yeah, and he have you know, he had five touchdowns
0: last year. And next up we'll go to Lance with his first uh sorry, breakout. eight touchdowns. Oh uh, I mean value, my apologies. Eight touchdowns for Alan Zark.
2: Yeah. So my my main value value is um a quarterback. A quarterback that's going number thirteenth. Um, right now. He's the 13th quarterback coming off the board. Um, he is 12th quarterback coming off the board. Um, he's going one pick in front of Trey Lance. Last year, he finished top five in scoring in almost all leagues, depending on how they were scoring um, their quarterbacks. And everybody keeps talking about how they just won the Super Bowl. The only weapons they really lost were um Odo Beckham Jr. leaving, but they're bringing in Allen Robinson. So, in reality, there's not really a step down for this quarterback. So, Matt Stafford is my pick there. And, And the big thing there is he's the 12th quarterback coming off the board. He's coming off the board well after two to three rounds behind Dak Prescott, who there's been no upgrade to his offense. If anything, his offense has been downgraded. And Russell Wilson, who's coming off an injury. Who's a lot older, a lot older since that injury. And so I'm not saying there's no upside there, but we know what Matthew Stafford did last year. If you could get a 12th quarterback off the board who might get you the top five finish or just the top 10, luckily, there's plenty of people who are going to be drafting quarterbacks who aren't going to finish in the top 12. And Matthew Stafford sitting there at ADP 90, right there in the eighth round, going into the ninth round. If you see him out there, take him. He was top five last year. We don't see his production coming down. We haven't heard anything that would bring that up.
0: All right, all right. I can dig it. I love Stafford, Um, especially loved him last year when he came to the Rams. And again, someone I'm targeting, if I get him on QB, wait till the later rounds to pick him up. All right, next up, my uh, candidate for value, must draft, a man, Zacherts. So we remember the days when he was finishing top three with the likes of Mark Andrews, Kelsey, and this was his stretch of finishes for a while. He was tight end 10, 6, 3, 2, 3. Then he had that injury year, 32. Then he gets traded the following year, last year, to Arizona and became tight end number five. And, when, and like I said earlier, he, when he got injured, he was 32. So this is a position that's very thin, just kind of like the running back. He's going in the ninth round, the earliest uh, double-digit rounds even. There's no Hopkins for six weeks. And who knows, even when Hopkins comes back the seventh week, like is he going to be football-ready? If they're winning games and they have a good scheme, are they going to abandon that just because Hopkins came back? So I feel like if you're punting on tight end and you're stacked in other positions, this is somewhere where you can look, you know, Zach Ertz, he can fill your tight end, you know, needs here because there's only one year here where he, you know, didn't finish outside the top 10. And we know what he can do. And there's a vacancy of targets here. So like I said earlier in other shows, like I'm an engineer, logically speaking, this, you know, in my mind must work, you know, I'm looking for opportunity in my drafts and this value you can get on a top 10, you know, tight end here, especially when there's, you know, targets up for grab and just, you know, we know what he has done. It just makes sense that he's going to, Return insane value at this, you know, ADP so late in drafts. So Zacherts, you know, keep an eye out for him. Insane value there. All right, Mel. Ooh, almost said it for you. I might as well just finish it off. My, um, my bad. Ooze Melvin Gordon the third is oozes. Uh, yeah, um, is my uh, value second, here. Second
1: value pick here. Another guy going in mid mid eighth round uh, last year he uh was a touchdown machine right he had eight he was splitting carries there was a 50-50 between Javante and uh Melvin you, you know they were both they were both similar both literally had the same amount of carries and almost the same amount of yards but Melvin Corden uh topped him out over eight touchdowns to four to two Williams um 918 to 903 to Williams so this guy was you know even though it was 50-50, he won the battle, right? Melvin Gordon won the battle there, uh, and going to you know eighth round, he's not going anywhere. They resigned him this year. It took them a while to resign him this year due to the fact that they thought, hey, is Javante the one to take over, or do we still need Melvin here, right? So I feel like this year, it's still going to be the same thing. He finished last year, RB 18, being a uh, uh, you know split carry type of dude. He can finish higher with a greater quarterback, you know, with Russell Wilson. He's always in the red zone. Russell is always in the red zone. You saw that Seattle. You're going to see that Denver. And then the touch in the goal line, they go Melvin, not Javante. So at the eighth round, he's a capable RB2 for you. So you can, you know, go and grab your wide receivers early in the round. And then if he's there in the eighth, go grab him.
0: Real quick. We,
2: they
1: almost flipped
2: flipped their draft stock between the two years. Williams was going <laughs> in the eighth round and, and Melvin was going in the third. Now it's flipped. No, it's Javante's right. going in third and Melvin's sitting there in the eighth
0: Yeah. Round. Real quick before we move on, does these like reports of the 70-30 split, you know, scare you about Melvin Gordon's value? Um seventy going to Javante, thirty going to Melvin Gordon. No, things of that nature
1: I, I it doesn't scare me just because they thought that i feel like they thought that last year and it ended up being 50 50. that was the reason if you if you watched the denver broncos last year javante was getting like it seemed javante was getting a lot more snaps snaps but they saw that hey he wasn't really i mean it was his rookie year he wasn't really getting the offense. He wasn't really get, you know, like busting through the hole. So it was a gradual thing. Like, hey, we still have Melvin. He's still a pro bowler. Let's get him in there. And I think they saw that it worked. And now they have a good quarterback. They have, Kurt Sutton back fully healthy. Jerry Judy on the other side. Two good tight ends. I think that it's going to be just, hey, if he ain't broke, don't fix it. This guy's, both of them had 1,000 yards. Want to have more touchdowns? Melvin Gordon. One didn't, but we have a goal line back, and then we have a you know kind of speedy back. So I think it's going to stay the same. Melvin's you know Mel- Melvin had the longest yards in a seventy nine rush to Javante's forty three. This guy still got you know speed in him. So I'm not scared about the seven thirty quote unquote um, split that they they're putting out there or beat reporters are
0: putting out there. All right, all right, I can dig it. Uh Law, it's your turn with your next pick. Yeah, so
2: you heard me talk about this guy as a as a uh, a sleeper. Um he's also going to beaming a value pick. Um Robert Woods, going in the tenth round, like I said, if you're getting a wide receiver one on a team that has a capable, not a great, but a capable quarterback, you're gonna want to take that wide receiver one if you're seeing him that late in the draft. Um what you're getting around him in the wide receiver range is the lesser number twos on teams that don't really throw the ball or the threes, and you're not even sure if they're the third wide receiver. You just know that they're the third name that you can remember on that team. Um, I'm speaking of you, Hardman. Uh, it's really, unfortunately, what you're looking for in those rounds. And You see Robert Woods there, you take him. That's great value for what you're getting there. He's, you're not expecting him to be a top 10 wide receiver. But if you're grabbing somebody in the 10th round that could fill in for your wide receiver too, be a strong flex for you all season, put in there and start your whole way, that's definitely a a value pick for you there. Um, You're not going to get a whole lot of wide receiver ones sitting there in those later rounds. He's sitting out there. And he's coming back from an injury. We're hoping the best for him. Um, But he's in a new place. He's still a crisp route runner. And we're hoping Tannehill can find him and hit them on that
0: back shoulder. I can dig it. I can dig it. Just before we move on, I'd like to just remind you guys, this was a crazy offseason, and I don't know if you guys agree, but I feel like this year especially, you will not see this many like possible wide receiver ones go this late in drafts. Um, you know, A lot of question marks on these teams now, and we've been bringing it up. You know, numerous times where Alan Lazard or Robert Woods, they're going very close to double digit rounds and they, you know, could be the number one or going to be the number one for these teams. So you got to keep an eye out. And if anything, you know, if you're in the teens of your uh, drafts, make sure you grab someone from these offenses with question marks because... If that number one person goes down, the next person's got to step up, and maybe that's the person you drafted. So um, things to just remember as you're drafting.
2: You might see that with wide receivers for the future going forward because I feel like teams that draft these wide receivers and who have them for two, three years, some of them cut them loose because they don't want to try and rebuild better habits or they know what they have and they know what they aren't going to get out of that wide receiver. Whereas the people out in the market are like, I can probably take that guy and reclimate him. Mm -hmm. Um, And So you might see people cutting loose with these wide receivers earlier and earlier than they have in previous years. And you'll see some of these trades and some of these people just move because some people want somebody younger where they can mold and somebody wants somebody that they see sparks of life in and just mismanaged, right? Going on the days that players stay on teams forever you're gonna get more of those Wes Welker types where nobody knew a Wes Welker when he was in Miami, but <laughs> Bill Belichick did, and he started off a whole thing of take these wide receivers, repurpose them. They've got a purpose. You just need to find it.
0: Very well said. Very well said. So just to recap, our value slash must draft players: AJ Dillon, Zach Ertz, Alan Lazard, the Lizard King himself, Melvin Gordon the Third. Matthew Stafford and Robert Woods, all right, let's transition to rookies. um I would say each year there's a handful of rookies that kind of you know impact your fantasy drafts, impact your fantasy leagues. Just prime example, Jamar Chase last year, he just came out, busted on the scene now he's a you know first round pick um and I think I heard something the other day the stat was. A rookie running back always finishes in the top, either ten or twelve, each year in fantasy finishes. Mm. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of safe floor guys, players you love, players you know, and not a lot of people follow college and they don't know a lot of things about these, you know, upcoming rookies. But again, you got to take a chance. You got to have some uh, volatility in your lineups to help you win. So always think of, you know, drafting a rookie, even if it's just one, even if it's a flyer, you never know what's going to happen. So we picked, you know, two each ourselves to kind of highlight in your drafts. And first up for me is a Dallas Cowboy, another homer. Um, Again, I mentioned it last show. Amari got traded away. Michael Gallup's on the pup. James Washington is hurt, out for several weeks. I'm praying for the CD. You know, you heard me last show. CD, please, breakout season, but he can't do it all. And Tolbert will be used at some point in the season. Um, Dak, you know, utilized a lot of different people last year. Cedric Wilson, Dalton Schultz, Zeke, um, Tony Pollard, CD gallop when he was there healthy so he's the next guy up because washington got hurt and you know later rounds probably the teens you know take a flyer on your last you know pick with this guy um because maybe they double team cd maybe you know he gets hurt you know who knows um josh Tolbert, dallas cowboy wide receiver it's the opportunity here because, you know, they're very thin at wide receiver and a lot of the ESPN like reports and the takes are just, you know, is Dallas in jeopardy of just, you know, they're like t- saying like hit the panic button with these guys already because of the offense and we haven't even got to, you know, the first you know game yet. So here's where an opportunity for a rookie to step up and, you know, make some waves here. So that's my first rookie pick here. Ooze?
1: Yeah, um, I'm going running back here, uh, Damian Pierce. So he was drafted to uh, he dropped he was drafted by the Houston Texans, which the Houston Texans are a dumpster fire on their own. But that being said, they still produce fantasy points. Brandon Cooks, I think, finished top fifteen wide receivers last year in fantasy points, even with Danny Mills. That being said, Marlon Mack is their RB1, came from Colts, came off of Achilles uh, uh, tear um, two years ago, couldn't find a trade last year, finally was in the free agency. Um, Houston, Texas picked him up. Their quote unquote number two right now is Rex Burkhead, journeyman from um, the Patriots. So we're looking at a guy in, um, Damian Pierce that can come on See what's going on. He's probably be behind. He's probably gonna be number two behind my Mac Martin Mac gets injured or he's not himself since he's you know Starting his first time in two years This guy can be it. He was uh, he had 13 touchdowns when he, in, in senior year in Florida State This guy could be a starter in the NFL This guy is a double-digit uh, draft pick for you in fantasy and hey this is a keeper here you know for those guys in keeper leagues you know if he breaks out becomes a starter you grab him in the 12 13 14 15th round he could be a steal for you you right so damien pierce my rookie
0: never let your uh, back half of the draft your late rounds not be valuable especially if you're in a keeper league he brought a very interesting point up here Lance, you're a rookie pick.
2: Yeah, so I, uh, unlike a lot of people, um, I don't think just because the number one ride receiver or the, the main name guy leaves town that the next guy up is always going to take that spot. Um, I do believe that with C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is going to take over. He was already taking over before Amari Cooper left. Honestly, he's probably the reason why uh, Amari Cooper is out of town anyway. Um, but that's not true for Alan Lazard for me. Uh, that being said, I do want some of that offense in Green Bay, and if I'm looking for some of that offense in Green Bay, I'm probably not going to be taking Alan, but I might be looking for Romeo Dubs, wide receiver out of Green Bay. He's got a lot of high praise from um, Aaron Rodgers, and we got to see his first game, preseason game, and some of the catches he was able to do. Um, the only one thing that concerned me was, I, I do want to see: does he have strong arms? Does he have strong hands? Because there was one pick in which the DB wrestled it out of his arms. That should have never happened. Never happened. But beyond that,
1: <laughs> Aaron doesn't like to see that. He's a rookie.
2: He better learn. Yeah, he better Aaron, learn. You
1: gotta, Aaron doesn't like to see that at all. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta secure the bag. Yeah. I mean,
2: come secure on. Secure the bag, um, lol. Yeah. <laughs> But beyond that, that was the only one that I was like, uh, come on, Dubs, I was just about to pick you as one of my rookies. That's uh, that's who I'm going with, Romeo Dubs, wide receiver, Green Bay.
0: All right, all right. So my second pick is Drake London coming out of Atlanta, wide receiver. Um, this one's purely, you know, opportunity here. I know we mentioned earlier he got hurt, so you guys got to monitor his knee injury. But um, coming into a offense that, you know, people are down on. No more Matt Ryan. Um, did real bad last year. And I see this as an opportunity for Drake London to just come in and because of Calvin Ridley's betting woes, you know, he's not there anymore. And basically, <laughs> basically he's – the only person he's fighting targets against is Kyle Pitts. Yes, Mariota's throwing the ball and that is a problem, but you know, he's gotta throw the ball. It's gotta go somewhere. So between him and Kyle Pitts, you know, they gotta fight over targets. So we're talking about someone going the seventh round, eighth round, kinda of high. You know, if he falls to you later rounds based on the format you're drafting in, you know, you can Probably get this guy pretty late and he can hopefully make an impact because of the opportunity and the talent. Um, I believe he's 6'6 and it's just either gonna be the Kyle Pitts show or the Drake London show, you know, in Atlanta this year. So Definitely roll the sure. dice, take the bet. <laughs> You're ready here first, Kyle Pitt show. If you know he's wrong, obviously it's gonna we be put Drake. A bet
2: so we put a bet up on whether London outperforms uh, Kyle Pitts?
0: I mean, I'll take that if he's willing. I'll take that. Yeah, because you sitting there. You thought about it, it way too
1: out. long. No, no, it wasn't that long. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that long.
0: <laughs> All right, let me write so it down. Got,
1: yeah, write that down. gotta and will outperform.
2: Kyle Pitts will Outperform Drake London.
0: Yeah, I'll take that. And fantasy point totals. Yeah, that's point. it. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. All right. We got another bet in the books. We got to start thinking of stipulations for the losers or the one, I guess, whatever the winner we can, gets. We
1: can do every every time you lost a bet, you take a pie to the face of
0: the season. <laughs> we're going to need another person to oh, come. The in, <laughs> and, and,
1: and then we'll, we'll, we'll live stream it. <laughs> well, we're, live we're live streaming on our YouTube. Uh, Don't forget to check I, our YouTube at fantasyrusteredopmedia.com.
0: A great segue
1: into our YouTube. All right, you're up next. Luz. Yeah, so I'm going with another wide receiver over at the Bayou, down south, Louisiana, baby. Um, the New Orleans Saints, right? Uh, Chris Olave. He is the number two, hands down. These guys, the Saints in the draft, in the 2022 draft, went up traded up for him in the first round N- not knowing the situation with mike mike thomas he's going to be back healthy you know last year was a circus mike calloway thought we could break him out it wasn't it wasn't the thing james Winston is now the full on starter none of the none of the you know tight end tyson hill coming in and out even though tyson hill still wants to be a quarterback just stick to being a tight end my guy okay let the quarterbacks quarterback even though James Wilson Isn't that good in my opinion, but he can still get you the the deep balls, right? So, Chris Olive, I think he's gonna have a big year, hopefully, be a flex type of year, maybe a wide receiver three in those uh larger leagues. Um, but yeah, he had a 4 3 speed, you know, self 4 4. Let's see what he's gonna do this year. I think, I think he's gonna be a good rookie to have again, most likely, probably 10th 11th round because. He is going to be the um, number two there. So, you know, watch out for him. I think he's going to be a good good pickup.
0: Lance, your last pick of the rookies.
2: Yeah, so I'm going wide receiver as well. This guy's coming onto a team with already two established wide receivers, Deontay Johnson and uh, Claypool. Um, if we remember anything from Pittsburgh's uh, offensive woes last year, it's, Claypool had a had dropped down in his, his second year. He was not as high, as, not as good as he was in his rookie year. And we saw some regression on, on his output. Um, and I'm picking Pickens here, George Pickens, wide receiver, Pittsburgh, based on what I heard coming out of camp and then what we just saw in the first preseason game. He is able to maneuver in the red zone. He is able to do acrobatic catch. He's able to have that, cor- that kind of um, communication, body communication with quarterback to let them know where to put that ball for him. And he's going to get up there and get it. And that's what we saw out of the first preseason game. We're liking what we're seeing coming out of camp. And it's very, it's very good for young QBs to also be paired with a young Quarter a uh, young wide receiver that they get along with, and I'm thinking these rookies because they got a little bit more time together than say some of the people coming back as veterans. Um, that there's a little bit more camaraderie there, and there's a little bit more understanding, a little bit more um, just just that kind of kismet that they need between the rookie uh, quarterback there in Pittsburgh and that new rookie wide receiver. So I'm thinking Pickens is probably going to hopefully be that wide receiver two in Pittsburgh. It's not going to be a high-powered offense, still, But a wide receiver two in Pittsburgh as a rookie wide receiver, that's pretty good. You're not sitting here. I don't like drafting wide receivers, rookie wide receivers, very early. So Pickens is very nice where he's going in a draft for me. I don't like taking a fifth round, sixth round, seventh round on somebody like Olaf when I don't know what they are. And in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, there's plenty of wide receivers. We know what their abilities are. We know how – we're not guessing how is it going to translate from college to the NFL. Um, we're sitting there in the 10th, 11th round where we're seeing Pickens being at. Hopefully he doesn't blow up anymore in preseason, and he really shoots up that draft board. But right now he's a good pick for me.
0: I can dig it. I can dig it. So just to recap, we had uh... – Jalen Turbert, Drake London, Damian Pierce, Chris Olav, Romeo Doves, and George Pickens. Those were our rookie picks. And we just went through our sleepers last episode and breakouts. Go listen to that episode if you didn't hear it. You know, keep all these players that we went through these past two episodes on your radar and, you know, have fun drafting. Um, Hopefully you get one of these guys on your team that we had mentioned over these past two shows and it pays dividends because that's what we want to see. Um, other than that, you guys got anything else?
1: No, just so stay diligent in your plan
0: and in your drafts this week. And yes, The rest, sir. rest of the end of the month. So come back next week. Um, we're going to cover the NFC East and the AFC East teams and then finishing up right before the season starts with the AFC West and the NFC West. But that's our show for tonight here at The Russell. See you.